Today's podcast is brought to you by AssaultLimited.com. Even when you aren't saying anything, you're saying something. Let your gear say the right thing for you. That's where Assault Limited comes in. Assault Limited offers tactical versions of things you use every day. The Assault Pen is a great quality, intimidating looking pen with a pinpoint tip used for self-defense or to break glass. The Assault Spork has so many different tactical uses, we only have time to highlight a few. It's a spoon, a fork, a wrench, a carabiner, and a bottle opener. The possibilities are endless. The Assault Pencils and the Assault Straws, well, they both look pretty badass and they both tell political correctness to take a long jump off a short bridge. When you need things and you want them to be the best quality while issuing a statement to anyone else who sees, look at assaultlimited.com. Also sponsoring today's podcast is Urban Savage, U-R-B-N-S-V-G.com. The best quality apparel available. American-made t-shirts and sweatshirts that fit great with the quality that will outlast the creepy battery bunny. The Date Night Tee, which is the badass's version of the subtle embroidered logo t-shirt that so many of us grew up with. And the hats are 100% American made, not just embroidered here like so many others. Ooh, and those sweatshirts are so damn comfy. The next time you're thinking about scoring a new piece of gear, remember to check out urbnsvg.com. Last but not least, today's podcast is brought to you by A3 Body Protectant. A3 was designed when Martin noticed that Hawaiian surfers who spend their entire lives in the sun had radiant, healthy skin. After plenty of awkward questions about how seriously they take their skin care, he learned the secrets. Hawaii's best secret is now available at A3Equip.com. That's A3EQUIP.com. A3 is a truly natural cream that can be used as a skin lotion, a lip balm, a hair conditioner, honestly, anywhere you want to keep moist and healthy get yours today at a3equip.com don't forget ladies and gentlemen in the podcast description or podcast notes in your podcast app you can get access to all of our sponsors all of the products that we talk about in the podcast and contact information for paul and martin proceed with caution all doctors to the er do these guys have any idea what they are talking about? Talking about? Talking about? Get squared away. Spiritual. Get squared away. Emotional. Get squared away. Mental. Get squared away. Physical. The podcast that'll help you get squared away. All right, we are back with episode 11 of Squared Away, the podcast that helps you get squared away. If you're listening to this and you've listened to a few different podcasts and you like it, take two seconds, pause us and send it out to a few friends. We want to try to get this podcast in front of as many people as it can to try to help as many people as we can. And the only way to do that is for them to listen and see if it works, see if it fits in in with their value structure and see if it helps them. And the only way to do that is with help from you guys. So take two seconds and do that. Um, we're back. Martin, what's up, buddy? Not much, man. Kind of a gloomy week. Uh, sounds like you had a shitty week too. Huh? It's been it's been a rough one <laughs> dealing with dealing with damaged human beings, you know. And it's I, I it helps once in a while to just sit and imagine those you know fifty year old damaged individuals as as little damaged babies that didn't get enough love. Yeah, I, I would say the emotion and entitlement is the uh, the currency going on, and that's the people I got to deal with at work too. Yeah, this week for some reason I don't know if it's the weather. I don't know if it's something with the food. The motion's running really high. That's funny. Maybe it's a moon phase or something. You know, you know, it's got to be. I'm gonna have to go outside and check tonight. I think. Yeah. Right. Um, you're squared away. How are you doing physically? Physically, uh, this week was tough because I had um, I thought was ribs out. I think uh, last time we talked about that, 
and ended up having like five ribs pop back in place. And I think because of that, I strained my left lat. So right now I'm having a hard time even just benching and whatnot. So I just did a cable work and machine work. So, you know, I'm, I'm keeping the muscles going. It's my, uh, it's my recovery week, my light week, which if anybody has gone through cycles like that, it's a mind fuck because like I'm sitting in there and I'm doing work, but it's like 10, 10 rep sets of very little weight just to get the blood flow to the muscles. And I know you need it and I know I need to trust the process, but that doesn't help the mind fuck of sitting there and doing a bunch of light shit for an entire week. Yeah. I mean, I, I, kind of like those weeks now because it seems like my uh, joints are feeling a lot better after those. I That's, tend to get a better pump. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, it's, it's a definite mind fuck because I hate uh, counting all those reps. I mean, there's some that I'm doing on light weeks at 15 and 20. Yeah. And it's like if you get to a four set of 20, it is a pain in the ass. Right. I almost need, to get out the, almost need to get out the chalk and start oh, marking yeah. reps. <laughs> I know. I just rather zone out and just push every weight, but can't do that now i feel you emotionally i'm still still practicing the the meta meditation this week which is funny because if you, anybody that teaches meditation will tell you like the the days that you don't have the time for meditation is the days you fucking need it the most and yeah. i had you know it's been a long week and and i didn't do it enough this week and i and i'm a fallible like every other human being so um did it today did it you know probably did it two out of the last seven days three out of the last seven days which is not enough but it's better than zero so oh that's awesome yeah, emotion-wise, uh, I think my work is is really challenging my emotions right now, dealing with other emotional people. So it's just not getting, letting that contagious air get to me and uh, start falling, falling apart myself. So, so yeah, it's, it takes a lot of getting squared away before I get there. And it's tough too, man. Like uh, negativity is kind of like a black dye, right? Like if you dripped a few drops of black dye into a water, it's going to really dye the water. Whereas positivity is like, I don't know, like a light pink dye. It takes a fucking lot of it to dye the water. And man, sometimes that black dye just, just takes over the room and the day and the the emotions of everybody around. And you're just like, man, is this even worth it? Like chill, just back the fuck off. Yeah, there's some people I think they come to work with the, the holsters all set and ready to go. And the minute they, you know, open their mouth, boom, it starts and it starts spiraling from 8 o'clock into by the time 2 o'clock hits. I mean, they're just a mess. So. Yeah, fuck living your life like that. Like, no oh, thanks. I know. It's not productive. doesn't make, every, you know, it makes everyone else's life horrible at work. So Yeah. All right. Spiritually, we'll get into last because that's our deep dive. Um, dive for today. Uh, mental. Mental. I told somebody I was mentally retarded today, but. You can't use that word anymore. Oh, sorry. I mean, you, you can because if you look it up, it really does just mean slow. I'm but, just calling myself that. Yeah, I know. It's 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 semantics, right? Like we're we're so yeah. lost in the we're so lost in the outcome. Like like we talked about the last podcast. Nobody is able to nobody's able to disseminate the intent like you're not intending on on a negative outcome yeah. from saying that, but that's just <laughs> giving you shit. Yeah, I mean, I call myself that because uh, there's emotional people that I'm trying to help at work. Yeah, and I try to help out. I'm, you know, taking on tasks to help them out because there's there's nothing beneath me to do, but sometimes I have to learn it. Yeah, and when you learn something completely that you haven't done, and you're trying to do that 
and be productive with it. Yeah. Yeah. You feel like, a, you know, yeah, it takes a little bit, man. The R word. Yeah. It takes a little bit. Um, I've dude, I jumped around to three different books this week cause I wanted to finish that coddling of the American mind. I didn't get through that all the way. And then you gave me the CS Lewis book, which I finished this week. And then I also started Aldous Huxley's perennial philosophy and I started another one and it's just, I got it. I got it. I was trying to prep for this podcast and also <laughs> deal with a stressful week. Um, so now after this podcast, I can go back, finish the coddling of the American mind and then give the Aldous Huxley book its full due attention. So, oh, yeah, that's fair enough. So our deep dive and I'm going to preface this deep dive with if Martin said a bunch of shit in the next 55 minutes and I was just like, uh huh. OK, it would not be enjoyable or entertaining. So I'm going to play <laughs> a little bit of an antagonist here. Um, oh, yeah, but I'm not. um I might even say some shit that I don't even believe in, but just chill out. Don't get all butthurt if I say something that that affects you. It's this is a this is a thought provoking podcast, and we are going to deep dive into religion. Bum bum bum. It's a dirty word nowadays. So I'm I'm a, what I would call a an introductory student to philosophy, whereas Martin is not introductory, but probably a student to religion because of his education and his, and his training throughout the past. So, um, just a little preface philosophy is, is more based in reason and kind of like when you, when you try to look up the difference, like philosophy is on this world, whereas religion is based in faith and belief and off of this world. It believes in something bigger than the, than this world. So that's where I come from in this conversation. And, um, that's where Martin comes from is, is, is the religion side and the, and the religion, religion scholar, basically. All right. I wouldn't call myself a scholar in anything, but, uh, when we talk about religion, I, I know that a lot of people have a, a, a preconceived notion about religion, right? And like, let me ask you, what's your, if you hear somebody's religious, what's your preconceived uh, notion? For me, it's just that they believe in a God. What do you think the public? Uh, I don't even I honestly I don't even know if I can disseminate like what what that is, like how everybody thinks about that. But I don't know that it's a positive thing. Right. I don't know that it's a positive attitude. I would say 90 percent is probably a negative attitude. It's probably a um, you know, religion is about all the don'ts and uh, religion's a cult or religion's about they want your money. I mean, you're looking at all these. Uh, what, what do they call them now? Uh, prosperity pastors that are out there and you see a lot of them in big churches falling. Uh, so I'm not, I've done a lot of religious studies and that's coming from not having a background or, you know, growing up within religion. So it gave me a different perspective. Uh, my experience is probably what happened. I mean, I always look at religion as kind of a, a dirty word. I always look at religion and never gets down to the core of things. Right. So it's just, to me, it's just behavior modification and behavior modification to me is like giving somebody a list of chores to do. So it doesn't really get deep down into the heart. doesn't really change who you are as a person. doesn't radiate. Isn't anything that, you know, would advertise anybody else that you would want it, which I assume is probably why there's so much negativity against quote religion. Right. So, I mean, what would you say about that? Um, 
Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, we might as well break like we're going to talk about monotheistic religions here um, because so basically there's a there's polytheistic religion, which is like the ancient Greeks. They believed in all different gods and a lot of a lot of ancient, uh, not ancient um, Native American religions believe in many gods. So poly means many. Theistic is a theology. Uh, so so polytheistic is many gods. Um, monotheistic is a a belief in one God. So the major monotheistic religions would be Christianity, Islam, Hindu, and Buddhism. Correct. Yeah. Hindu, Those are like, Hindu is a little murky. Yeah. But underneath uh, Christianity, there's spawned, quite a few you yes know, different, many, there's many different sects of each yeah. of those if you if you can break each of them down into i mean even islam is the the sunni and the shia right and this is i'm 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 batting way out of my league here but <laughs> um as far as i think that 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 the, that breaks down there is buddhism you got zen buddhism and a few other buddhist sects but you know if we kind of if we look at it as an umbrella right like monotheism is the top the tip of the umbrella all of these religions believe in one god and then under that are the different gods that they believe in and then each of those inside those um you know christianity islam buddhism and hindu um although hindu is almost a polytheistic because i think they yeah. do have multiple um gods that they believe in but then each of them has different ways that they do you know even under christianity catholic lutheran all the different Ju- yeah, the, judaism is judaism considered christianity no it's yeah, not judeo christian okay or judeo christians it's uh yeah there's a lot of split offs yeah. basically called denominations yes um yeah you're exactly right with hinduism hinduism is a little weird because it does allow you to if you choose to be polytheistic you can yeah so there's no absolute yeah and there's no there's hinduism. no real concrete here too because even islam um historically is a religion but it's also kind of a government a governmental um standard that they rule with also so yeah the way that the their book you know their quote bible the quran is written is yeah some of it relates to kind of a government type of rule and then some of it pertains directly to you know what you're doing for allah yeah and and like let's face it the the biggest i'm not going to say benefits but the the things that come from religion would be the value structure kind of how you live your life and the practice, right? Like, like those are the biggest things, the, the lessons and values, and then the practice of how you implement or improve your ability to implement those lessons and values. Yeah. It'd well, be similar throughout all religions. It's similar. Yeah. I think you're right with the, the values are all derived from the quote law that's set out by that specific organization. Um, you know, that's when it starts rolling into legalism. Yeah. And for me, coming not from that background and then, you know, becoming a Christian, I, I couldn't, I can survive in that because to me, it's like, well, then I'm just, I'm just doing this just to do this. I mean, I could, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think here because we talked a little bit about, okay, we like to do stuff for other people because we get a good feeling. Um, like for me, my behavior is if I do stuff for somebody else, a lot of the times it's out of duty, out of honor. It's like being, being in a relationship, right? So you're in a relationship with your wife. There's, you know, some things you do out of duty and out of honor to your wife. So uh, for me, it's like duty and honor to country. Um, so religion to me became more of a relationship. That's when it was worth it. And I think we talked about it before there were some miracles that had happened. 
you know, I won't get directly into them. One of them was uh, getting my left knee healed from an idiot accident I had, you know, on rollerblades. Uh, a couple of them is where my mom reached out to me and I hadn't spoken to her probably since I was, we left Hong Kong. So, and there was a, you know, a miracle of money too when I was in, in kind of a dire need. And people could say, well, maybe it's coincidence. You know, the science of, you know, getting the knee healed, the doctor can't explain that one. So let me give you this one with that one. And I'm not, here's my antagonist. Okay. <laughs> okay. Here's my antagonist. Yeah. So. Um, you've ever heard of the studies where they went in and did the arthroscopic arthroscleropic surgery on knees? So yeah, they go in and they took yeah. a they took a, a hundred or two hundred patients that needed this arthroscopic surgery, and half of them, and this is a double blind placebo, so half of them they went in and did the surgery. The other half they cut in, did nothing, sewed them back up, and their primary provider, their care primary doctor, had no idea whether they got the actual surgery or no surgery. Okay. The the recovery rate for both of them was was equal. It was the same whether they got the surgery or not. Now the reason they did this was to was to test whether it was the surgery was helping. But the the secondary point here is the mind has the ability to heal. That's what that's why we have to do a placebo study. Because your mind will heal you if you think you are getting care. So I'm not saying that that's what happened right. to you, but I'm just saying that there is science behind your mind healing yourself, thinking that you're getting care. So if we extrapolate that five steps further, your mind can heal you, not yeah. necessarily an external miracle, but your mind can heal you. Yeah. And I, I understand where you're coming from, but uh, mine was a torn ACL, torn ACL. And then I literally the summer blacktop took a chunk of skin off my shin. So, um, that was a Sunday, a week after the accident. That's when I was healed and it wasn't in a church. It was basically, uh, three guys that wanted to pray on a vehicle in the middle of a field somewhere at a concert and literally prayed for my knee. And, uh, and I was able to walk and I was like, ah, this is kind of weird. So then I went in Monday, they had it checked. And then the doctor's like, I don't, I don't believe this. So there was nothing there. So, except the the road rash on my shin was still there. Yeah, it's not like that automatically yeah. sealed up. But yeah. the torn ACL was completely it was gone. So, yeah. So to me, that was kind of that was a beginning, and um, I, I guess the best way I can explain it is uh, a saying I, I heard a long time ago: "Religion is a guy in a church that thinks about fishing." Right? A relationship is a guy that's out fishing, thinking about God. So, you know, I'm probably the, the worst Christian. I'm probably the, it's even the Bible says, uh, the guy that wrote most of the new Testament was, his name was Paul. Well, his name was Saul, but then, you know, God kicked him off a donkey, made him blind and a bunch of shit. And then his name was Paul after that. And he wrote like a majority of the new Testament other than the gospels that, you know, we talked about. So, and he talks about, you know what, every Christian that self reflects realizes that, you know what, you're the worst sinner, you know. Because I know what goes in my inner monologue. Hell, I mean, you could probably think the same thing. Be like, damn, if I let all that stuff out, I'd, I'd be the worst. They'd probably lock me up. So so where I come from is I, and I'm not going to say it's a superior way of mind, but I'm going to say it's equally positive way of mind is I think that the subconscious is 
what most religious people get out of positive religion. So I know whether I'm doing good or doing bad, whether I'm acting good or acting bad, whether I'm improving or I'm sinning. And I and I think that that is an equally positive place to come from and 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 I would argue a stronger place to come from because without the belief in miraculous events you are less likely to be duped by someone else that's able to prove I'm finger quoting for people that aren't listening yeah. illusionary miraculous events yeah so I mean if you're going back to like my situation um, the miraculous events was a start uh, throughout the gosh how many years I've been a Christian I mean you know a couple decades here gosh I forgot how old I was I was more referring to the virgin birth and the resurrection oh the virgin birth the yeah, virgin birth and the resurrection. miracle. So the virgin birth and the <laughs> resurrection are two miracles that I have a real hard time coming to grips with because it's kind of like like if I'm a, like I'm let's say I'm a magician, right? Like I'm a magician. And I convince you that magic is real. Not an illusionist, but a magician. And I completely convince you that that this magic that I'm doing is real magic and there's magic in the world. Yeah. You're much more likely to be duped in the future by an illusionist. That is performing what you now think magic is real. Okay. Whereas if I'm an illusionist and I, and I show you, look at this magic. This is actually how I do it. It's sleight of hand. It's this, it's that, it's this. You're much more stable mentally and much more skeptical in the future when someone comes to you. So that's what I was referring to with the miraculous events was. What was that miraculous event? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's a. And it doesn't it doesn't negate the benefit of religion. That's what I, that's what I try to get across yeah. to people is like if if religion is how you be a good person, then that's awesome. You're being a good fucking person. I'm going to be a good person because I believe that that's all in my subconscious. But I've also done a ton of reading about the two different sides of the brain. Are you aware? Like, so the two different sides of the brain, right? One side of the brain is is actually has conscious thought. The other side of the brain has conscious thought because it's connected to that side of the brain. So in car acts, in car accidents and stuff, when if something happens and your brain is severed, they've done a ton of studies where the two sides of the brain are no longer connected. Well, your right eye is connected to your left side of your brain. Your left eye is connected to your right side of the brain. So they'll cover the eye that's connected to the side that that thinks and they'll show the, the side of the eye that that you don't consciously think like it you're you're not having a thought and they'll show it a picture like a like a dog right. and then they'll say they'll say pick a picture on the board and they'll pick a they'll pick a do- a bag of dog food and they're like why did you pick that bag of dog food and they'll explain it away even though they have no idea that they were just showed a dog in the side of their brain that that they can't comprehend thinking because the brain is severed in the middle and they'll say i picked the dog food because my stomach was feeling hungry and they'll completely explain it away but realistically the researcher knows i showed that other side of their brain dog food so the 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 subconscious knows what you're doing it knows whether you're being good or bad and That's where I think now where I think atheists have it wrong is they say no religion, nothing. But that leaves a vacuum because we have this internal urge for something more. Right. We have it. Everybody has it. So when you're when when atheism, you know, they call it new atheism. 
that leaves a vacuum because they don't replace all that with things like meditation and mindfulness and all this shit. Like they don't replace it with that. So then all of a sudden they're like, well, I have this vacuum and that's how we end up. And this is not for me. This is from a podcast I was listening to actually today. Um, that's why we end up with um, people in in the media being deitized. I don't know if that's a word turned into deities like um, what's his name in Minnesota that that got killed by the cop. Oh, yeah. Floyd you know, Floyd being oh. being turned into a deity. Right. Because there's a lack of that something more. Yeah. So that's where I think the disconnect is for a majority of the population is is. They think they're atheists, but they don't realize that you still have to have a spiritual practice, even if it's not to a God, because we can call it God. I have no problem calling it God, but I think it's in me, in my head, not a deity off this world. Yeah. And that's okay. Like both of those can exist in the same. But my, my thing is, is there's a lot of people like you who are on the right path and are doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. I, I think I'm here and this is, this is pretentious, pretentious of me to fucking say, but I think people like me are here to take all the other people, all the other sheep, right? Sheep and shepherds. That's, right. that's a take all the other sheep that think that atheism is the way that they go and teach them to be a good fucking person for themselves for their own knowledge of being a good person to know that they put in a hard day's work and earn the bread on their table. That's what, that's what yeah. I feel like people like me are here for. Right. And I think for me, it's, you know, being in the religious studies and, you know, there's something I learned over the years, especially being overseas. And I think a lot of our listeners who have either, you know, been in a third world country, uh, find that there's, there is something deeper than just, you know, the decisions and, um, behavior modifications from religion. I mean, when you're like, uh, let's say, let's use Haiti. I mean, there's so much spiritual warfare that goes on there. Um, it's, it's hard to explain. Uh, I mean, I've, you know, I've woken up and, you know, had felt like I had, you know, a dark spirit holding me down in a sleeping bag, literally where I couldn't move. And, uh, you know, to be honest, you know, all of a sudden I remember biblically, I was like, okay, say in Jesus' name, Jesus' name, the spirits can't handle that. And then, boom, it was gone. You know, I'm not making this stuff up. It's kind of hard to bring this up because a lot of people are going to think, oh, man, this guy is fucking crazy. see a shrink or something. <laughs> but, you know. No, it's good. It's real, though. It's yeah. real. And that's what makes people connect. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's happened overseas that I've seen. And, uh, you know, I'd like to. I'd love to have those guests that, you know, that have probably seen this as well. And probably a couple of our uh, guys that we've talked about that, you know, maybe want to be on the podcast. Um, but it's kind of steered me into a relationship. You know, it just showed me that, you know, well, God is real just based on what I see around, based on the order, based on, um, you know, what I read in the Bible. And the thing is, uh, a lot of people that, and I'm speaking right now, majority for Christianity, of course, mm -hmm. because I have the most experience at yeah, it right and now. We're not neither. Neither of us are well versed on. I'm, I mean, I I read the Bhagavad Gita and I know the story of Siddhartha and the Buddha. Um, FYI, everybody that's listening, the little fat Buddha that sits on the Chinese. That's not real Buddha. That dude was a that dude was like a sadist and like fucked people up. 
Yeah, but you got the, the real Buddha. The, the real Buddha. <laughs> the real Buddha sat without eating for like a month and a half, so he would be like sinew and bone. That's it. Like the little fat guy. That's not Buddha. Anyway, so yeah, I don't see a lot of fat Buddhas. They just have him because he can hold the mints. Oh, that's what it is for holding the mints. The I thought the, like the little fat jolly guy looks way better in a statue than like the <laughs> wasting away. I think it deals with like I don't know because he's wearing red and it's wealth and you know well fed and all yeah. that garbage. But anyway, so 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 I am a little bit more versed on Buddhism. Um, definitely not versed on Islam at all. I I. I did a quick study of the Quran today before this, and I did read the Siege of Mecca, um, which covers like um, the 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 overtaking of the peaceful powers in Islam that ran Mecca and the more violent sects of Islam basically taking over the entire religion and how that has, has, has extrapolated multiple times to what we see now. Um, but I'm just, I'm just not that versed in that and Hindu. I know nothing about other than Vishnu and a few other like of, of their gods. Yeah. It's, um, you know, I challenge people to, to go seek and find, you know, that's a biblical term. Seek and you'll find, you know, a lot of people that criticize Christianity or, Christi- or criticize the the Bible haven't read it. And, and I, don't, I don't have a criticism of Christianity by itself. I have a criticism of religion, monotheism and religion because of a lot of the damage that has been done my god versus your god has killed millions of people throughout history whereas if it was like how i'm how i'm talking about being good like there is no god to for me to fight against you now if i want to fight against you to get your fucking oil or to get your gold then that's different but it's not in the name of a spirit or a divinity yeah and even you know, a lot of people say, well, if I say something about Muslims, I mean, I have some good Muslim friends and, you know, I have a lot of Christian friends, too, and I can give you good and bad experiences of both. 100%. But bottom line is, you know, it's our due diligence to read the core because it goes beyond the Crusades. It goes beyond the wars. I mean, that's all been man-made and man-created. There's nothing in the Bible that talks about we're talking anything. new testament now right i'm talking old and new testament old and new okay yeah and i think uh what you have to look at the bible is if you read it from end to end and can get through some of the you know genealogies and then listings and listings it's it's and you know me i'm not a big fan of love stories but it's basically one big honking love story you know god created man to be in relationship with him is basically the whole theme of of the old testament it's not about you know everybody's like oh this killing and you know beheading and all this stuff it's, the old testament is a little more violent yes it's very very literal law yeah is what they had then and literal sacrifices for the atonement of sin and the whole story from beginning to end is man falls god promises to atone for that sin himself and then it gets to the new testament and he takes a piece of himself sends his son for atonement for and sacrifice for man's sin. And if you want to get to know, you know, his son or him, you know, because they're the same person. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if God's omnipotent, yeah. omniscient, um, God can do anything he wants, right? Yep. Even make a whale swallow a dude and keep him alive for days. I don't know. Yeah. You know, so a few, of those, a few of those myths from the Old Testament, I'm like, I don't know. But, but that's fine. If God is God, I mean, yeah. You know, if he decides to do it, you know, he could turn you into a purple dude. I don't know. I'm a little I'm a little perturbed why God only 
came back to save people in a specific geographic area and did not come back to save people all over the world. Well, biblically, it does say he saves people all over the world. But he, he just came back to one he, area. He came back to through if a he lineage. Can do, if he's omnificent, he could have come back as Christ, 20 different Christs all over the world and saved people in Native American tribes and saved people in China and saved people in from the Mongols. Does he have to? What? Does yeah, it? he just picked one tiny area in the middle of the Middle East, which just yeah. happened to be, you know, the, the center of, of Israel, the Jews. Yeah. But in the Bible, it talks about the sacrifice was made for all Jews and Gentiles. So I think that's where Judaism gets lost is, you know, the Bible is a recipe. You know, people pick pieces and parts that fits whatever they want it to be that fits a quote narrative, right? Yeah. The Bible is, is from beginning to end one long story of, you know, God's relationship and wanting and longing for a relationship. So he created man after his own image and then gave man free choice, man sins. And then there's an atonement and then there's, you know, what the future is. That's, that's all it is. And, you know, it, it, it takes faith. And, uh, I got to challenge people, you know, just read it, read the Bible from, from end to end, or like we talked about, you know, read the gospel, just kind of get an understanding because the gospels are awesome. I mean, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, four different perspectives of the same story of the life of Christ. So, you know, there's a bunch of different perspectives of alien encounters for firsthand, <laughs> yes. right? Yeah. So like, that's how, that's how believable like people are. People. I lost you now. Aliens, right? Do you believe in aliens? There might be aliens. Okay. I, was an, I was an alien once. Maybe. I'll get the fuck out of here. <laughs> aliens, real like a, extraterrestrials. A, uh, legal aliens. Extraterrestrials, okay. right? So there's yeah, there might be. I so don't there's know. hundreds of different firsthand accounts that seem very similar. So yeah. is that because those are firsthand accounts and each of those accounts is is similar because it's the same extraterrestrials coming or is it because there's one overarching theme that then people regurgitate as a firsthand account yeah i I don't know or could it be photoshopped i don't know you know i mean it's throughout history i mean what's what's the best-selling book in history who's the goat the bible yeah the bible which one though the holy bible the Holy Bible. That's been translated, even though it's been translated in the King James Version, ESV. You know, churches fight about it. It's just, it's like we talked about, you know, or kind of texted back and forth the other day, is bottom line understanding, because in America, you know, words don't mean much anymore. And if you go overseas, specific words mean a lot. You know, they pack a lot into one word, like in, in Greek, you know, believe. Like you and me in America... We, we toss around believe like, like, you know, any other word. Yeah. Like I could walk outside and say, hey, I believe the sky is red. And you'd be like, no, the sky is blue. I'm like, no, it's red. Tomorrow I'll wake up, oh, the sky's black. So, I mean, over there in, in Greek, that means, you know, to commit and really entrust oneself to. So when, you know, you go to the football game and you see everybody's waving John 316, right? For God so loved the world, whoever believes in him. Should not perish, have everlasting life. That's what it means. I only remember that from Steve Austin. <laughs> Smashing beers on his head, wearing oh, he John 316. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay. I, I don't I think I've ever Austin seen that at a 316 or something. Well, whatever. Same idea. Stone Cold 316. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was from that, though. So every time they kicked a field goal, somebody had a sign really? that says John 316. I have not seen that. Okay. 
So, but you know, that's what I mean by if you take the Old Testament that was written in Hebrew, and there's there's a, a long history that you could, if you're a real theologian, you could break apart the Bible, put it back together, and it still comes down to the same thing. It's just a story from end to end about salvation. So, but so, so it, yeah, and so the Dead Sea Scrolls are the oldest version, and then Genesis, from Exodus, there, Leviticus from numbers, there, yeah. it it expanded and got added to as per different religions, different, not religions, different sects, King James, the Roman Catholics, right? No, the, the Dead Sea Scrolls was, uh, um, the early part of the old Testament. But the Dead Sea Scrolls is the origination of what Christians believe and what Jews believe, right? Oh, or am I false here? No, no, no. I think, no, you're, you're correct. Okay. Okay. I'm getting a, Mixed up a little yes. bit here because there's like the Pentiach and how they divide the Bible up. Yes. So, so yeah. So the Bible has been translated, derived. Um. Yeah, I got a little confused there. So, so I'm gonna tell you what I think. Oh. Do you know? Is he I'm sure you tell Paul? this. No, this is well. It's you know that this antagonist has been Paul the whole time. <laughs> Don't fool me. Um. So you know the story of the boy who cried wolf. Yeah. Right. So we tell our kids that story. We tell our kids that story because it is a it's a story arc that has a lesson, right? Was there ever a boy who cried wolf? Does it matter? Doesn't matter if there was a boy in a village that cried wolf too many times that then when he, there was an actual wolf, he came back and and nobody believed him. Doesn't really matter, does it? No. Okay. Why don't we just tell our kids don't lie? Because it doesn't have a lesson. Yeah, but it doesn't have a lesson the way that the story does, right? Right. I think that's what religion is. I think it's all the lessons passed down from tribe to tribe for a hundred thousand years because we were in we were in tribes, large tribes, somewhere around fifty thousand years ago. I mean, Gobekli Tepe is 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 fifty thousand years old. Yeah. And I think that that the stories that originated and then separated out to be many different religions because they all have the same archetype, right? Most religions Relative, have a yeah. similar, similar relatively not in, and they, they differentiate. Otherwise there wouldn't be different religions, Yeah, but they have the same archetypal stories. I think that these stories were stories that were handed down generation to generation, to generation, to generation around campfires as lessons, because there wouldn't be books back then. Right. This is way, this is way before even writing. It was just, there was just verbal language. So you're talking caveman times here. Uh, Post caveman. Cause Gobekli Tepe was a, was a, 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 monolith that people met at and probably a bunch of hunter gatherers that came, you know, when the sun hit, whatever, at certain time of year, they all came. So it was, we weren't what we are now as far as intelligent beings, but we were more intelligent than, you know, ogre caveman. Right. Right. So we would have to find, we would have to find ways to teach our kids the, the, the values that make our tribe strong and that, hold us together and i think that's where the basis in religion is and that doesn't matter it doesn't that doesn't change the efficacy of the stories that's what i that's what i that's where people cut me off and because i say that they cut me off and they're like no and i'm like wait i'm not saying they cut you off because of what because i'm saying that i don't believe that Christ was real or God was necessarily yeah. real the way that a monolith, uh, a monotheistic 
idea yeah. of him is. And that's where they, that's oh, where they, I, I totally understand where you come from then. Right. Like oh, it's yeah. the, the lessons are the important thing here. The, even in, in Christianity, the, the cardinal virtues, they are the most important things that come out of this. And does it fucking matter if, if the stories were real or not, if the lessons are getting passed on and because, and that's where atheists are fucked because they throw the baby out with the bathwater. They say, I don't believe in a God. I am not going to research the stories and learn the lessons where they could be intelligent human beings and say, I don't know if I agree that any of this shit really happened, but I'm still going to learn the lessons and test them to whether they improve my life or not. Yeah, because if you're a good person, you're a good fucking person. It doesn't matter if you're a good person because a deity sees you from the sky and is judging you at your death. Yeah. Or I mean, if you're a good person, just because you're a good person. I mean, the challenge I have is, you know, for those that, you know, want to understand religion. I mean, there's always a, it's exactly what you're saying. There's the same infrastructure, right? But there's always a different deity. Um, there's some infrastructure that you'd have to question. Obviously, there's some things I question about the Quran. Um, but for me, like I said, it always goes back to the relationship. So if I didn't have the relationship and the experiences that I have had with God, that then it would just be merely religion. Then to me, I'm naturally not a good person, really. I mean, if you knew me before, I'm just I'm inclined to doing really bad things. I probably broke every Ten Commandment. I think probably think I have. So, um, but I think that I think that you have to be bad before you can be good. Because what is it? Uh, fuck. Like you keep song, talking, man. and I'm going to tell you a quote. <laughs> you keep talking, and I got to look like up song, this quote. Man. No, no, no. It's it's a great quote. But go ahead. So to me, it's you know you got to basically dig in. You got to do the research, and you know what? In the end. If, if you want to, you know, think about Christianity, it's, I always tell people, you know what, just like you're saying about being good in the end, if, if Christians are wrong, then you know what, you lived a good life. If you're right, then there's the, you know, benefits of, you know, eternity with God is basically what the, you know, end point of the Bible is. So, you know, that's where I come from on the Christianity side. I know we're talking about religious studies, but you know, um, we're not talking about I'm not the best representative as a as a Mormon or Jehovah's Witness or, you know, Seventh day Adventists, which are y'all considered Christians. You know, yours what you're talking about is kinda of a lot like what's called the Baha'i faith. I know there's like a church in uh, in Madison, the Baha'is. Um, you know, they basically believe that all religions are right. So there's no absolute, there's just all of them are right. Always lead to one. Yeah. Even though if you look at the, you know, the roots or, you know, let's say you read the Quran or you, you know, put the Bible against it. Um, it's it's not as clear cut as that. Yeah. So did you All find right. what you I wrote? can't find it, but it's something it's a Jordan Peterson quote, I believe. And it's something along the lines of a good man is not a harmless man. A good man is a man that has the ability to be harmful, oh, but chooses not to. Yeah. It's something and that that's not the exact wording, but that's like, that's, that's kind of what I meant by you have to be bad before you can be good. You have to have the ability to be bad. Otherwise you're just you. If you're just, if you're just good without the ability to being bad and learning what comes with being bad, then 
it's just like I would rather I would rather put somebody in the helm of a car who has crashed 10 times and learned from every one of those crashes than someone that's never crashed, but maybe never even really driven very fast. Yeah. No, and I definitely see that point. Um, like in my notes, I wrote this down the other day because, you know, this is me. This is where I came from. It's, you know, a lot of people think Christianity is you doing all the righteous things that you hate and avoiding all the wicked things that you love in order to get to heaven, right? Fire insurance. And in reality, that's no, that's just a lost dude with religion. And for me, being a Christian is a person whose heart has been changed and they have a new affection. So like I do a lot of what I do or don't do what a lot of, you know, things I probably get into because of my relationship with God out of duty, out of honor, you know, but that relationship, I don't see him as like this dude in the sky throwing lightning bolts at me every time I, you know, screw up because otherwise I'd be freaking toast by now. But, you know, just, yeah, I feel the presence of God, like when, you know, spiritually when I'm driving. So when I'm praying, you know, I'm not the most eloquent Christian. And to be honest, I had a pretty shitty life experience with Christians. So Christians are humans. They'll fail you. But you know what? God's never failed me on some crazy, crazy shit. So uh, when I've been at my lowest points, I remember uh, all but maybe two or three Christian friends, you know, were there for me. So, yeah, if you think that it's like, you know, a cult or think that it's, sometimes it can be a social club. Yeah. You know, you're right. Well, but it, it also all all church has an aspect of community to it, right? Like we've talked about that before, how the government's trying to come in and be the, basically take over what the church used to do. And, and when I say the church, I mean all churches. It doesn't, it's right. not a specific denomination of churches. It's correct, it's the yeah. community that that comes in. And, and you know, with with Islam, one of the big parts of Islam is giving giving to the poor. And, and one of the big parts of Christian is, in, in the, they all word it differently, but it's the same thing. It's giving, oh, yeah. it's giving your more, then you're extra, right? Like that's how they word it is more than you can really more than you'd like to just give away, right? Like, oh, yeah. yeah, I got five bucks in my pocket. I don't mind giving that away. No, that's not enough. Um, but and then it's giving to people in need. Well, when a church does it, there is a there is an ability to regulate it and to to hand it out properly and and do it in a positive way. When the government does it, it's a big brother that then it gets not accepted. It gets um, expected. Yeah. And there's no oversight. I think you hit the nail on the head though, because biblically the church is supposed to be not the government. That's a separation of church and state. The church is supposed to be taking care of the widows, the poor, the needy, the hungry. But we say biblically, but it means all, it means, I mean, it's, it's the over, it's one of the overarching values of, of most religion, not oh, yeah. just, not just oh, the, yeah. the Holy Bible. Yeah. And I can respect a lot of the other religions because you know what? Uh, they stand by that and they, they do it. They follow it. Um, a lot of Christianity has become commercialized, has become turned into big church social functions. So that's why. Oh, you, or those fucking creepy churches that they put in like old car dealerships that they come around and you praise the Lord and they heal you. <laughs> and then you just pay them like five grand. Like that's a fucking five. Grand. Dude, that's a thing. Like, oh. that's a huge thing. There's some awesome documentaries about some fucking creepy preachers that charge, you know, an obscene amount of money to get healed. Like, oh, oh it's a huge thing. I think there's some, there's some Netflix documentaries. I've listened to some podcasts from from um, 
news reporters that actually go, you know, embed yeah. themselves into these churches. And it's oh, fucking yeah. creepy. And that that is where my issue with believing in the miraculous events. That's one oh, of my issues. That's, yeah. that's one of my issues is because when you're a sheep to a shepherd. How do you, how are you deciding what who your shepherd is? And so that that's one of my issues right. with all religion. Right. Right. Is it's not based in reason. It's based in faith. Yeah. So you have to you have to be intelligent enough to implement that faith, not just blind faith. Yeah. One thing I've seen, you know, Christians are seriously fucked up in a lot of ways. And there's a lot of Christian churches that the pastor, they, they become so big. And then the pastor, it's, it's kind of like that song by uh, Megadeth. What's that song called? Uh, Symphony of Destruction. I don't know if you know the lyrics of that one. I don't one. know the lyrics of the song, but... I know, it's poetic. I mean, absolute, absolute power corrupts absolutely, right? Exactly, like, we yeah. get it. And that's what happens with these uh, these mega churches. I mean, there's a handful that I've seen that hasn't been an issue. But these uh, all of a sudden, it becomes about what the, the church tells you to do. And they take advantage of the fact that a lot of people haven't read the Bible. And they take away from that relationship with God and suck you into that. And, okay, now you're part of, you know, Joe Blow's church of whatever... And then every other church is wrong. And they end up with their own God complex. Exactly. Right? If you if you don't, yeah. If you don't have a relationship with God, a lot of times you become your own God. Yeah. But the problem is, yeah, when we're all sitting in a casket, that's kind of proof that, you know, well, I guess we're not God. So. Or we are God. So if or you. we are God by what? What? By if, what? So you think when you're, when you're, if your conscience dies. You're dead, right? Your conscience dies, you're dead. I believe when you're dead, that your physical body is dead. Yeah. But your spiritual body. Yeah. So. What happens there? So. <laughs> this is this is going to be a really fucked up analogy. But let's say you, you don't. You've never seen a two-way radio. Right. You've never seen you don't have no idea what radio waves are and you've never seen a two way radio. It's just a box. Okay. okay. It's a box. Right. And and I hand you this box and you turn it on and I start talking from totally somewhere else. You're like, what, what the fuck? Like, how is it? There's no wires connected to it. It's I can see nothing going into it. Right. So this would be a mind. This would be a mind fuck to you because you would I'm talking to you with zero connection to this box. Okay. Now I come in and I explain to you. Okay. Well, it's radio waves. The signal is coming out of my box and I'm in the other room. You can't see them, but they're these, they're these radio waves that then this box collects and then turns it back into audio. So my box takes my voice, turns it into a signal, sends a signal to your box. And then your box turns it back into my voice and spits it out at you. Be like, Oh, okay. Like that's, that's reasonable. Okay. Yeah. What if there's an energy like that that we don't know yet? And that is your spiritual body. I'm not going to body is a really shitty word yeah. for that, but that is your spirit. And you yeah. and your conscious is gone. Your memories are gone. There's nothing else there. Like you're not going to remember. But that spiritual energy of you goes on. And. Yeah. Sometimes it hits your kids after you've passed and they're laying in bed and they're like, oh, remember that time with my dad? Maybe that wasn't a memory. Maybe that was your energy hitting them. Yeah. 
I think that's where people have to, you know, research. Yeah. You got to have to look at all the facts that are out there. And it's not just all the facts, but all the faiths that are out there. And just say, okay, let me lay them out. What's what's the difference between these? What, do, what does it take or what makes what makes people do what they do? What makes Christians believe what they believe? What makes, you know, uh, Muslims believe what they believe? And then... You know, look at little things like uh, like last week, uh, Sri Lanka. You know, you know, country of Sri Lanka. Mm-hmm. So they have a huge demand for Bibles. So last week alone, there was a hundred thousand dollars worth of Bibles sent to Sri Lanka because there's a man they smuggle Bibles in China, and all I'm asking is us to say why? Why is there such a demand for that? I don't know. I can't answer that right now, um, but it makes people think. Okay. You know, take that step and uh, and research. Is there a demand for the Quran? I don't know. Is there? Definitely is in Europe. So Europe has a huge Europe has a huge Muslim upcoming from young European youth that that are taking up Islam. Yeah. So that's that's where you do some research and find out. Okay. Well, why? What is happening there? So a lot of times it just takes you know getting out of uh, the distractions and news. It goes back to what I talked about. You know, being in a third world country. I mean, we don't see a lot of what they see there because we have so many distractions. We have so many conveniences here that a lot of times we overlook this. Nobody really thinks about, nobody thinks about religion. Nobody thinks about spirituality. Nobody thinks about getting squared away because we're easily, comfortably distracted. You you say you say why, and I'm not going to, the the why for why a specific religion is is drawn for is is different than the why religion period has a draw and i think the why that religion period has a draw is because not because this isn't it's a multifaceted right it's not one Mm -hmm. reason but i think one big reason is people are so fucking scared to die that if you tell them that if they follow a specific thing that they'll live forever they're 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 in they're they're fucking balls deep yeah and they're only doing it for fire insurance then right you know what's what's the benefit and i'm cool like if i fucking die i'm dead like if i die and there's nothing else that's cool man i'm doing the best i can while i'm here and i'm comfortable with that and if i'm being a good person for the reason of being a good person not because of a god and i die and that doesn't get me to the afterlife then fuck you you're an asshole anyways i was a good person you yeah. know that's what i was saying before it's like with with christianity if if there's no relationship there, um, at least you'll die being good. Yeah. And if there is truth in that backside, then, you know, guess what? You die and your rewards are there. So, you know, that's for the religious dude. I did hear something this morning that the 72 virgins thing in Islam. Yeah. So Islam. 72 or 40. No, 72, I thought. <laughs> so, so, so Islam. Uh, the Quran, the base book of the Quran, and then there's a bunch of stuff that gets added later, all by different, less uh, believable or less trustworthy people. And the 72 virgins thing is from one of the very much less trustworthy things. So, like, that kind of sucks for everybody that was hoping for that. Yeah. <laughs> but revising it. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the best thing is to, if somebody's really interested is, you know what, if I'll speak from the Christianity part, you know, read the Bible and then, you know, like, uh, sharpen your mind, read books about the Bible that basically either put it in a negative or positive light. 
so that, you know, there is an argument from both sides. Um, but I'm not saying like the, the Bible is the answer to everything. I mean, for, for me, it's like I said, it's, it starts with a relationship. And I think that's where I think I was getting to where, you know, a lot of Christians are fucked up because they think that a church is uh, just a museum for good people. Right. And the church is really supposed to be a hospital for the sick. Yeah. For the people that, you know, need spiritual, we need to be spiritually fed or spiritually helped. But in my experience, I remember, you know, Christians trying to, to bring me in and saying, well, you need to do this and this and this before you even go in. Well, to me, it's like, well, okay. Then it's like going to the dentist and I'm polishing my teeth at home before I go in for a cleaning, you know? So what's, what's the benefit of me going then? What's the benefit of converting me then? And the Bible never talks about converting anybody. It just says, hey, you know what? If something good happens to you, right? Like, I got this diet that's really cooking. I got, you know, exercise program that's awesome. Hey, I want to share that with you. Maybe it'll help you out, just like this podcast, right? Well, that's basically in the Bible, it says share the gospel. So if it's good and helps you out, and that relationship with God is something you want to share with other people, then you share it. So we're the gods of being squared away. <laughs> I don't know where you pulled that one out from, but oh, sometimes my brain makes great connections. <laughs> but you know, that's that's how I live. So I'm not going out, you know, putting the crusader thing on and sorting and you know slicing people up because they believe something different than I am. I'm just saying that this is my experience, and it was really real for me. And this is my life, and this is uh, my relationship with God. And I'm just going to tell you about it. I'm not, you know, going to say, Paul, you, you got to believe this. Otherwise, you know, you're going to hell. I'm just saying, I don't know. This is, I'm, I'm, go, I'm, I'm headed there anyways. Um, <laughs> I want a high spot. I want a high spot Buddhism quick. Just, just touch it. The just story of Siddhartha, here, the story right. of Siddhartha. Um, you know, the story of Siddhartha. Uh, so Siddhartha is I, Buddha. Siddhartha of, yeah. became the Buddha, right? So Siddhartha was a prince born to a king. Skinny dude. Well, skinny after being enlightened. I don't know what he looked like. No, he was probably fat before that. Because realistically, once you hear the quick story, Chinese um, people are not. So fat. it was prophesized that it was prophesied to his father, the king, that he would either be a holy man or a great ruler. And so his father, clearly as a king, wants him to be a great ruler. He doesn't want him to be a holy man. At that time, at that time, a holy man was they literally just walked around the woods and and told people to be good. Basically, like it was not a it was not a a, a really well looked at position in society. So his father decides that he's going to lock him in the castle, give him all the best of everything for his entire life. That way he wouldn't see the bad and he wouldn't see the need for religion and he would never become a holy man. Right. So he gets all the best robes, the best food, the women, everything that he would ever want. And he's never satiated. He's never satisfied with that because he's always asking why. And so he sneaks out and, and goes out into the village. And I, I don't know how old he was at this at this time, but he's, he's young adult, right? Late teen, young adult. And he goes out and he, and he sees the, the dregs of his father's kingdom, the, the, the people living in, in squalor. Squalor? Is that the right word? Squalor? Squalor. I think that's the right word. Um, squalor. And it, it ruins his entire vision of what life is. Because if you imagine growing up, only knowing the best of everything, you think that that's everybody. You think that everybody has that. You don't know that people don't have that, right? right. So he then 
to find to find his reason or to find the why that he's been asking his whole life. He he walks out into the woods and he finds these these five holy men and these holy men are are like you said like we talked about like completely worn down um and they tell him like by punishing the body we find our why. So he punishes his body and he doesn't eat and he and he still doesn't find the why. And so then he he I don't I don't necessarily remember how he came to the point, but he sits up, he sits under a tree and he and he says, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to contemplate my why until I get it. And I think he sits there for like 49 days and and on the 49th day, he becomes enlightened and and that his enlightenment is. By getting rid of the want in life, you get rid of most of the pains of life. And that there's there's way more to it. It's it I'm giving right. you the fucking reader's digest yeah. version in, in the last, you know, three minutes that we have, but that that's whole his whole enlightenment. And then that is his gospel that he then pushes for the rest of of and that becomes Buddhism. Yeah. And I find myself much more drawn to a religion like Buddhism. Um, than any other because of my philosophical mind and my need for reason. There's nothing in there that that is unreasonable. Yeah, yeah and I think uh, that's where I was talking about before is you have to find the why. You have to ask the question why. And I think that's where you're drawn to Buddhism where I think a lot of people don't ask why about Christianity. A lot of people are quick to judge because of what they see. I mean, every organization is a floating boat with holes and everybody sees the floating boat with holes but it's a lot easier to stand outside of that boat and point out all the holes or the mistake of that organization versus you know getting in bailing water and plugging up those holes because i know i criticize churches a lot because yeah i've been kind of shit on by a lot of churches but um you know what every single one is a fault you know i've been a even though i've been shit on i've been on a board at a church and i help out and volunteer where i can but for to back up a little bit is everybody should ask a question why do a little you know deep dive or read a little bit of the Bible read a little bit about the Bible read a little bit about all the other you know religions that are out there and then come to your why your conclusion you know because if you're pursuing spirituality guess what you're gonna find it if you're pursuing truth you're gonna find it so I mean that's my challenge to everybody out there I'm I everybody that does that you're going to find your religion that fits you best. If you're still at the end of that and you say, I have not found a religion that I feel comfortable with, then that's the new Paul religion that has no basis in theology but replaces all of the practices because there is a vacuum without that that replaces all of those practices with beneficial practices for the mind and the body. And that's what I want people to understand is like you don't have you don't have to throw everything out because you don't believe in part of it. You can you can pick the most beneficial things and and the most beneficial by far is being a good fucking person. The most beneficial of all of them is being a good person. 
because being a good person is not only internally beneficial to you and your own psyche and your own physical health for any that don't know the mind to body connection, your own physical health, but it also allows you to be beneficial externally to your body. Um, and that doesn't mean you need to be a pushover. Like you don't, you, you, right. you still stand strong for what you believe in. Doesn't mean that you, that you're just giving in and just, and, and allowing everyone to walk all over you because you're a good person and they're not. Right. And I think that's even, uh, even with Christianity is a lot of people assume Christians are these, you know, pocket protecting, I don't know, Sunday clothes wearing, uh, you know, straight laced, uh, non swearing folks, but you know, there's some of us out there that, you know, we're a little messed up, but you know what? We cleaned up and that relationship has helped. I've so, heard some pretty shitty Christian rock. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> a striper. Just kidding. I don't, I've never, I, I haven't actually heard any. That was just a funny joke, but all right, we're at an hour. I think we can wrap, but we, we, we high spotted every, we, we pissed off every religion out there uh, with totally fucking up something about their religion. So you guys, you're good. If you want to just take little bites of this and put it on the internet so we all get hate, don't do that. I'm joking. But uh, uh, just remember, you know, I'm more relationship because I'm too much of an idiot to be religious. Yeah. So, And I'm more of a philosopher because I need to understand how things work. The why. Huh? All right. All right, man. Wrap. Wrap it.